Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magnificent page of Talmud every day. And our guest today to discuss the mighty page 69 in Masechet Shabbat is one of my favorite thinkers, teachers, scholars, Professor Dr. Erica Brown. She is an associate professor at George Washington University and the director of their Mayberg Center and the author of an amazing book that came out recently, Esther, Power, Fate, and Fragility in Exile. Hello. Hi, Leo. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for this break in my day. I am very grateful because I know how crazy your day is. And so I want to jump right in to a passage that, as I read it, kind of stopped me in my tracks because it, it felt incredibly relevant. Uh, here it is. Ravahuna said, One who is walking along the way or in the desert, and he does not know when Shabbat occurs, he counts six days from the day that he realized that he lost track of Shabbat, and then observes one day as Shabbat. Chia Barav says he first observes one day as Shabbat, and then he counts six weekdays. And the discussion continues on and on and on, but it struck me as frightfully contemporary, this notion of not really having any idea what day it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I actually, um, I was so glad when you when you pointed that out to me, because I, I've been thinking a lot about time. We're obviously in the counting of the Omer. Um, I've been marking my calendar for how many days we've been in quarantine, and, and my house has been 53, so we've surpassed the Omer. <laughs> and I think for a lot of us, we feel like we're walking slowly through a dystopian novel where no one wears a watch. And yet we grew up in a tradition, a Jewish tradition, which tells us time matters. God created the world in six days and marked off. It was morning, it was evening. And really with the beginning of time, the notion of time, the way that humans organize the taxonomy of our lives is based on an appreciation of time from the very beginning. So when I looked at this piece of Talmud, I was thinking, well, how do we organize our lives? Do we say, okay, today is Shabbat and we'll count the rest of the weeks, or are we working up to that? Which is really the way we count in Hebrew, Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni. We count the days until we get to Shabbat. So I think the argument is really talking about the centrality of Shabbat. And what's interesting in this text, no days feel like Shabbat, so you have to make Shabbat. I think for me, I'm feeling like every day is Shabbat because that's normally when I'm home with my family and we're eating family meals together. And so making a day distinctive, making hours distinctive, making time distinctive has been for me a challenge of the hour. And I, I really appreciate this piece of Talmud. Which brings us to this kind of question, because I think a lot of us feel it too, right, that we live in this sort of state of perpetual Shabbat, but it is, as you know, can be a little dystopian, right? This feeling of, of timelessness. So it's Shabbat with Zoom. Right. <laughs> Until we get to use a word that you just taught me a while back. Oisgezumt? Oisgezumt. It's the new Yiddish word for too much Zoom. <laughs> so tell me, uh, as, as we read a page like today and look and think of time and our means of controlling it, as you said, do we first observe the Shabbat and then count the week, first count the week like we do in Hebrew and then observe the Shabbat? What sort of wisdom might we take from Jewish tradition to reinsert some control over the notion of time into our disoriented, out-of-time lives at the moment? Yeah, so if you continue, Leo, it's so interesting. If you continue a little further in Shabbat 69b, there's a discussion 
about whether or not you should make food every day to sustain yourself. But then, of course, on Shabbat, because we don't cook, we prepare twice as much. So what I take from that as as kind of a core discussion point in this argument is the idea of every day preparing what will sustain you. And I think for me, that's a very sacred notion in the time of COVID, is asking myself, what do I need to sustain myself in this day? I hear a lot of people talk about self-care. I wish someone would explain to me what that looks like. <laughs> uh, with the, you know, when the black cloud of, of this kind of health anxiety is over you, it's hard to say, oh, I'll just I'll, I'll have a pedicure and I'll be okay. So I'm thinking a little bit about this notion of sustaining and food as nourishment and preparing enough to sustain you for a day. So if I asked you, Leo, like, what's, what really is sustaining you right now? I'll be honest. This may sound weird to, to some of our listeners, and, and we all have our own stations in life, but I cannot imagine. I have a lot of friends who are, who are single or whose kids are older, but I cannot imagine going through this without small children who are constantly sort of filling your day with joys and frustrations. So I would say definitely my kids and my wife. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it took me a long time to ask myself this question because I think as an educator right now, and I think the possibilities for education online, what we've learned about the reach of education and also the limits of the of online education have been enlightening, but also put me in a service position. And so I hadn't really asked that question, what do I need to sustain myself? And um, I started doing a masterclass online uh, Billy Connolly teaches poetry. Oh, wow. And I want to tell you, in like 13, 14, 15 minutes, to have him read a poem, to parse a poem, especially one of his own, it's just been so sustaining. And so when I look at this Kamara, I say to myself, maybe that's what we need to do in thinking about marking time, is to think of this Talmudic notion of sustaining yourself for each day. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And I know that within the course of one day, my mood and my emotions shift, whether I'm reading the paper or I'm listening to a favorite piece of music or taking something out of the oven. There's so many moods that I go through, these swings of the day. So I actually think that the, this piece of Talmud is, is actually challenging us not only to mark time and make time special, but actually think about what we need to do to sustain and nourish ourselves each and every day. Dr. Erica Brown. What a priceless piece of wisdom. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's been a delight. Thanks. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.